I knew it. I knew I didn't like this place. Hey, guys. Maybe we can talk about this. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello, welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? He- All right. Happy 5th of July. Yeah. <laughs> Back at back at you, yeah. or whatever day you happen nice to be listening. Sl- right, exactly. It doesn't, and you know what? If you're not from America, it doesn't matter how close to the Fourth of July you are. It doesn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll just go right into the usuals. Have you watched anything recently that's interesting, or not? Huh. Um, why don't you go first? I need because <laughs> last to time think. you had watched a ton of TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you go um, first this time, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll think through it. Okay, well, I'm caught up on For All Mankind. I talked about that last time, the like alternate history um, space race show on uh, Apple TV. Uh, right. So I enjoyed that a lot. I, I've been telling people at work about it, so I still recommend that. Oh, another one I've been watching, a new show, although I missed last week's because <laughs> I was watching Magnum P.I. for this. Um Kevin can go fuck himself, or no? Kevin can fuck himself. Have you seen anything about that? On AMC I've not seen TV? nor heard heard of that. No. So it's it's a very interesting show. So and now I'm not gonna I'm not good at names, so I'm not gonna remember. But it's the one uh, woman from Shit's Creek. She's like married to a guy, and it's like a typical like sitcom guy, you know. It's kind of a doofus, you know, always getting in trouble, kind of, uh, not, you know, no motivation, all that kind of stuff. But it's like a two shows in one. So, like, they'll do the sitcom stuff, and it's, like, filmed like a regular multicam sitcom. It's all bright and, you know, laugh track and all that kind of stuff. But then yeah. she'll go off on her own, and it'll go down to a single camera, faded colors, and basically, she's just miserable, and she wants to, like, just get rid of her husband, <laughs> like, kill him. Oh, how? Yeah, it's a very, it's a, yeah, it is a very interesting show. Um, and uh, I, I I recommend it, I just to check it out at least and see. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, and like, then it I, sounds I did, interesting. It is. It's a def, it's a, it's definitely a cool premise. It's almost and, like, uh, well, uh, not, not really, but almost like... Um, WandaVision, where it's right, you know, it's, exactly. like, it's like two things that's in one, I, right? Yeah, that's what I told my wife when we're watching. I'm like, it's like walking, watching WandaVision. Um, and then uh, I also watched on Netflix uh, their new movie, Liam Neeson movie, Ice, the Ice Road. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is not, it How is pretty that? terrible. It is bad, it is not good at all. Um, they so I will is say it, this he, without. He's is it nice like uh, Taken or like, <laughs> like all the other no, action movies? It, so, well, that's just it. He's kind of a dick in this the whole time. Like everyone's an asshole in this. Like no one is nice and cool. Although he's supposed to be the hero, so like he's like an ice road or like a trucker, and I think he's like works. I don't know if he works on the ice roads all the time, but he's got a brother who's mentally challenged. I think he was uh, either injured or something in a in the war or something in a war. Or something like that. So he's kind of, you know, but he works with his brother and his brother was getting picked on and he ends up, you know, defending him and beating up these guys and he gets fired, which is fine. But then he takes his brother to a hospital. He's like, we can't keep it up like this. We got, you know, he's like, he doesn't want to put him in a hospital, but he wants to get him checked out, see if there's meds he can do. And then he's like yelling at him and swearing at him. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) You just kind of done a 180 on this kid. He's not a kid. But, um, But then they end up getting hired to because some people get trapped in a mine and there are, like I said there's no good characters except for one uh, maybe um, so yeah I don't rec- I <laughs> don't really recommend it Lauren, Lauren, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's in it although he is not in it for very long let's put it that way wow interesting 
they kind of give it like they make it look like he's like a co-star, but um, yeah, he does. He does. He gets uh, without giving too much away. He gets swallowed up by the ice road pretty early. Really, I you know I don't know that I've seen him in anything recently, but I don't no, know. No, because he was. What series was he in? He was was he in one of the CSIs? He was in something like that. Was he? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Is that it? Uh, Is that your short list that, for this week? <laughs> my short list. Yeah. That's all. All right. Yeah, about, so yeah, I only did have Did you one. think of anything? So, well, so I'm rewatching, I think I told you, Better Call Saul. Uh, I've got the wife involved in that now. She's, you know, she's oh, pretty yeah. vested in it. So uh, that's good. Burning through the seasons there. And then um, we watched... So, like, I have shows I have to have certain family members have to be present in order for me to watch. So, like, Better Call Saul, there's, like, a combination of people that need to be in the room to watch that. And if they're not there, then we have to move to something else. So we were at a point where there was nothing Cindy and I could watch without the kids. So we're like, we got to watch something new. So we're just flipping through Netflix and came across Clove Hitch Killer. Have you, have you seen that? So it's, this, it's a movie, like a Netflix movie, I believe. And it's so the, the it's about a serial killer, and this guy's signature is this clove hitch knot that he ties, and um, so this kid like suspects that his someone in his family, his dad, basically is the this this killer. So you're like kind of follow follow the investigation a little bit. It's it's pretty interesting. I uh, wow. recommend it. Okay. I mean, I recommend it if there's not much else to do. I would watch it. Yeah. Speaking of stuff to watch. Yeah. Speaking of stuff to watch with people, have you watched uh, with your boys Loki, the other the Marvel? No, no. It's it is on our list though. We haven't. It's we started uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think we have one episode left. Okay. I'm not real impressed with that. You know. No, it's well. The thing is, is like it's just a pretty basic show, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, well, and there's two Loki. Of the, like, Loki is less popular different. characters. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Loki is definitely different. It's a different show entirely. Well, good. I'll have to check that out. But um, heading back to let's circle back for a minute to Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I'm look, looking at his credits. I forgot Hannibal was another one that he was in that I was, had watched, and I forgot he was in Blackish, like the guy's dad. But uh, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. I knew it, it was something that I've seen him in recently. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I think they I make him look a little older because he's only. Did this thing say he's 59? Yeah, and they think they it made does. him look a little older. Because he's does. Not, they must make him. <laughs> he doesn't look crap. 59. Yeah, he doesn't look 59 in that show. No, he um, looks 69 or 70. Right. He is going to be on, which, you know what? We might have to do this to kind of compare. MacGruber. They're doing a series based on that show, MacGruber, from SNL and that movie that they did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, might, I, don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but I, kinda, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that, but yeah, I'd watch it to see. <laughs> <laughs> to see, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's, that's enough of that stuff. Uh, sure, sure. Let's get into our show of the past. What did we watch? We watched uh, Magnum P.I., Season 3, roughly Episode 8, depending on where you watch it, and uh, Mr. White Death. Right. And I think you, yeah. I think you, already, you already gave away who that is, right? Yeah, Mr. Ernest Borgnine. But, yeah, <laughs> before – yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, that's not even where it starts, but if you want to hit off where it starts, no. where the episode starts, where do you want me to start it off? All right. Because so, we start yeah. off in Miami of 1955, right? Right, right. So some yeah, in a... definite mob guy walks in, right? What? What's wrong? <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Some definite mob guy walks in. Like, he might as well be wearing a sign that says, I'm in the mob. Okay, uh, Tony, when it's gonna day, you should come down to my casino in Havana. Hey, you know, all that yeah, kind of yeah. good stuff. T- talking it up. Yep. Right. 
and um, like he's talking. So he's to go, the he goes into a barber shop. I don't know if you said that. Yeah, right? he walks into the no, barber shop. Okay. Yeah, and he's talking about a fighter. He's like, "Yeah, the bum went down." Blah 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 blah, and the guy goes and puts a hot towel on his face, and he's like, "I'll be right back. I got to get some more tonic." And you immediately know what's going to happen if you've watched any kind of mob Dude, movie or TV show when a guy gets his you, face covered. If you're a <laughs> if you're a gangster and someone covers up your face and says, "I'll be right back," it's it. You, you know, it's like draw out. your gun. <laughs> Just you just start shooting. Gun. Yeah, you start firing. <laughs> yeah. or right, just start shooting randomly in the air. That's that's true exactly. too. Um, so yeah, so all of a sudden someone else walks in. We don't see him. We just see his like, you know, belly basically, and his hands, yeah. and he puts it on the guy's face, and he covers his basically his mouth and nose with his hand. We see a ring on his hand, right? Did you get a good look at the I ring? No, I didn't catch the ring. Because it kind of seemed like they focused on the ring, but we never see it again. So that's why I wasn't sure if I was supposed to really notice something about it. And basically kills the guy. Right. Uh, Good start. And then he, and then doesn't he say something to him? Like, hey, this is from Dominic or something like that? Does he say yeah, that? Yeah, Dominic. Or am I wrong? Yeah, he says something. What does he say? Um, shit. I wrote it down. I don't know. I can't find it right now. But I think it's just said, just yeah. tell him it's from Dominic. Right. That's all. Right. So now here's the thing. My wife never watches these shows with me ever, except for today. I had, I had she, her captive. Because she thinks Tom Selleck is hot? I, You know, I don't know. I think she was just in the room, and I turned it on, and she was just didn't have a choice, really. So I was I was busy writing notes, and I missed this. And she so she calls me out. She's like, you missed it. And I'm like, what? She goes, <laughs> oh, you were, you were so busy writing notes, you missed it. And I'm like, well, what, what did I miss? I saw it, and she's like, no. So the transition to the, the next scene is in the present, right? It's a wrestling match. Right. And the guy, they transition to the same hand position on the guy's face in the wrestling match. Like the wrestler is using uh, that same move. Okay, so do we so, see the ring uh, then too? I don't know. I missed it. He's probably not wearing the ring in the ring. It. Get it? So she told me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably not. So that's probably illegal. Good job. She should be watching these with you all the time, then. So she, she is plus one for her. That we miss. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I think that's all I'm going to get, though. So I'll, I'll 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 take that. That was a that's a plus right there. So right. Okay. Um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah. So then we're in the present in some like underground bar where they're having like these like. WWE wrestling matches for money, which, I mean, I don't know how that works. But um, <laughs> Rick and uh, TC and um, Magnum are all there watching the fight, I guess. And then, you know, Rick goes up to his bookie and he's, like, trying to collect throughout this, like, entire scene. Um, he's, you know, the bookie right. owes him some money, so he's kind of razzing the guy for the money. Yeah, and my first thought was, so they're in some dingy basement, you know, off-the-books wrestling match. Of course Rick is the one who knows about it, right? Because he, like, knows all the seedy shit that's going on in town. Exactly. And you're right. He's, oops, he's, um, he's trying to, you know, get the guy to give him his money. But the guy turns it around on him pretty quickly. He's like, hey. You're in my place now. Like, Rick doesn't realize that there's, like, 500 people there that could, you know, (laughs) take him out in a moment's notice as he's trying to shake him down for his cash. And that's pretty much exactly what happens. Um, He calls the guys over, and they end up taking him in a hallway (laughs) and start beating him up. And then, oh, oh, before they even start, it's like, TC is like, I don't know about this place, but Rick's like, hey, I'll take you out for a steak dinner afterwards. So they right. go down this hallway and they start getting beat up. And uh, and at first I thought they were just going to like escort him out or throw him out. But right. They, just, no, they start they, beating on Rick. <laughs> they like escorted him to a hallway to kick his ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why. Like in a place like that, like, do you really need to not have people see it? Right. Probably better you know, for image if you do. Right, it's right. better for better for business, but you know, 
Thomas, you know, of course, when the guy, you know, because at first it's just one guy beating up on Rick. So they go down there to help. And then like four other guys show up or something like that. Right. And Magnum is like, hey, hell, 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 we can work this out. We can work this out. And then and I think that's when TC says, I knew it. I knew this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they just start getting in a big fight. And Rick and basically then, hides like out of nowhere. during this, right? Oh, well, yeah, Rick was down. He was down for the count. And then, uh, you know, Magnum and and TC are, you know, doing their best, but they're kind of outnumbered. And then the the wrestler comes in, like, full costume and starts uh, just, like, banging heads and throwing people around. Right, because he's like, uh, this is unfair. (laughs) There's, like, too many people. He, He wipes the floor with these guys. Now, how he knew who to fight, I don't know, but... He he fought the right guys, right? And uh, at the end, you know, he's like, "Hey, I just you know decided to jump in because it didn't seem fair." And they're like, you know, and I got a clip of it, you know, where, uh, you know, they all introduce themselves here real quick, and else the one part at the end kind of cracked me up. Hey, that's some uppercut you got, pal. Thanks. My name's Earl. Thomas Magnum. Uh, TC. Uh-huh. Rick. Uh, thanks for helping us out. Oh, well, maybe you can do the same for me someday. Sure. Hey, how about right now? I'm hungry. Let's go get <laughs> some sushi. I don't know why that cracked me up. He's like, how about right now? I'm hungry. Why don't you feed me? <laughs> it's right. like the first thing he's on like, his mind. He's like a simpleton. I mean, you know, he's like um, <laughs> Mr. Friendly and like, Honest and you know what I mean. He comes across as like just a, like a just a good guy, you know. Yeah, like someone and, you could totally hang out with. Right, and you know our friends over at uh, Airwolf Years, they're doing the Airwolf show, all the episodes, and they talk about you know Ernest Borden all the time because he's you know their favorite. Well, not me. I don't know if they're their favorite character, but he's just like. He's just like a big teddy bear all the time. And he's like the same character here. And actually, Chris from Twitter said, hey, I just watched this one. I don't have to watch it before you guys record or before you post it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he you know, mentioned about Ernest Borgnine. I'm like, it's basically like he's playing the Dominic. It's like he's playing the Dominic character. But what if he was a wrestler instead of Dominic from Airwolf? Because it's the same guy, basically. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is just what Ernest Borgnine is like. And nothing against him. He's just... He's just like so a big teddy saying, bear guy, you know. He's not even acting. That's just how he is. Well, yeah, I don't mean it. Th- well, it's a, a lot of people are like that. Like, look at George Clooney. George Clooney is George Clooney in every movie, right? It's sure. just that he's super right. handsome, so that's why people keep hiring him. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they're gonna go out to eat. You know, they were kind of mad because they wanted to go out for a steak dinner, and uh, TC and Rick are like, "Yeah, no, we're not going. We'll see you guys. You can yeah, have them. They, ba- you know? they totally and bail on him." Yeah. <laughs> so really, and, Magnum uh, gets stuck with this wrestler for dinner. Right. Yeah. But he gets some good stories about wrestling some sumo wrestler guy, right? Then he like yeah. he yeah. starts like talking to Japanese, and like the people around him are like staring at him because he's talk like what it means in Japanese is like kill the guy or something like that, wasn't it? What it was? Yeah, yeah. So no, he's looking at him. <laughs> yeah. And he talks about how the guy did die because he ended up having a heart attack while they're wrestling. I'm like, okay, nice right. story to tell over dinner to someone you yeah. just met. And then, so and then that. he asks Magnum what he does for a living, you know, yep. and, he, and he's like, oh, I'm a you know private investigator. And then immediately he's like, oh, well, then maybe you can help me out. I mean, I'm looking for my kid, <laughs> you know. He, and he calls him. He calls him Mag. He's like, right, hey, Mag. You know, like they're yep. like they're buddies for life. I don't think anyone's ever called him Mag on the show other than in this episode. No, and I think even Higgins says that something later when he says something like Mag. He's like, Mag? Who is Mag? (laughs) I don't think he says that, but it's basically what he means. What the hell are you talking about? I say. Um, (laughs) Which he does say that like three times. I say. (laughs) The show cracked me up each time. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he wants to find his kid who what? He says he ditched him. Now, I'm going to put this right out up front right now. By this point in the episode, I had totally forgotten what had happened in the beginning in 1955. 
Like oh, I yeah. just, I put that out of my mind, not on purpose. It's just like no, like I had. It was so irrelevant. <laughs> I well, looking back, it obviously was totally relevant. <laughs> yeah, but, but at this point in the show, like, it wasn't right. But I, I just like, it's like I had a you know my memory was just wiped for a minute, and I had <laughs> no memory of it. But he just talks about how the, he ditched the uh, his wife and kid, and his kid is thirty six now, and he wants him to help find him. I should say Thomas to help find him. Right, but he shows him a picture of the kid when he's like nine. He's like, "Here he is." Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the hell? <laughs> he's got like he the looks a little different now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. the guy made it totally sound like he just bailed on him because he's a jerk. He's like, you know, right. I had my reasons, but I totally left him high and dry. Right, um, exactly, and that's what I mean. Is that's what I totally forgot about the part that happened in the beginning of the episode, which right. If I had been thinking, it would have been like, oh, oh, I got it now. But maybe you're supposed to forget. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I forgot, too. I'll be honest. But And and so then um, Magnum, you know, he's doing like the narration piece and he starts telling the story Mags. about a Let's puppy. Let's just call him Mag puppies. for the rest of the episode. We'll yeah. just call him Mags. Yeah. So, so he's like, you know, something about. Finding a puppy when he was a kid, and the puppy turned into a Saint Bernard and ate his dad's couch, and like cost all this money. And so, long story short, he's like, now I'm hesitant about taking in puppies, which is like basically this wrestler character, right? Or, or, right. Um. So, they go to uh, Earl's hotel, and the lady behind the counter is like yelling at him because he's you know, he's behind on rent. <laughs> And so she took money out of his sock and threw all his, you know, packed up all his stuff and she kicks him out. And then, um, then he's like, you know, ask Magnum, Hey, any idea where I can stay? And you know where that's going. Right. So, but did right. you notice at that point that Magnum does like a break in character and looks Stares into the camera? Right in the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. I go, he literally looks into the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's yeah, done that, I felt like I was, that a few uh, times in the episode, the show, but this is like the first time I remember seeing it. Yeah, me too. And I felt very involved. I'm like, he's looking at me. He knows right. I know. But yeah, yeah. He had that smoldering eyes. The smoldering eyes uh, get all the women to keep watching. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right before commercial break. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm sure it was. So now right. we then, cut to the next day when Magnum's up early, sw- coming out of the ocean swimming, and uh, he says he's up early because uh, what's his name snores. Earl snores, but when he comes in, he hears the dogs going crazy, and when he runs up to the house or the yard or whatever, you see Earl standing there like in all black sweats, with a jump rope in his hand, and the dogs are basically going to eat him <laughs> at this point. Right. 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 And that's when and then Higgins comes his deal, out. Yeah. I mean, his deal was he was just trying to exercise, right? He's right. Not looking because if you, harm. right, because if you look at him, you think there's a man that exercises every day. <laughs> you do. You look at him and you say, there is an athlete, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Somewhere underneath all that. But this right. is like from the era of the doughy wrestlers, right? They were like big guys, but none of them were like The Rock or that what's yeah. their name, John Cena. They, they didn't John look like Cena, that. Yeah, they looked no. like this guy for for the most part, right? I mean, yeah. they were still yeah, strong, right. but it's just like they had a layer of fat ripped. covering all the muscle. They weren't ripped like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, maybe that was some good protection when they were getting thrown on the mats or whatever. Sure. <laughs> extra cushion. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice at one of the wrestling matches though later on that one, some guy did have a chair out chasing someone like he was going to hit him with a chair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And throughout yeah, this, that... there a couple of those matches, there were some very bad, um, like professional wrestling moves that were obviously faked. You know. Yeah, I mean they're fake in well, pro I mean, wrestling, but they're even more fake were, on this. Right, these were <laughs> yeah extra bad. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, Higgins comes up and, you know, he's like, what is going on here? And, you know, he said, like you said, he's trying to skip rope. And he's like, all mad because he's on the dirt. And he's like, this, what, it's dirt. What, are, what's wrong? He's like, that is not dirt. That is cultivated soil and it has some special bulbs underneath that are, you know, under there to grow and sprout later. You know how bulbs work. But I, I still don't see why that would be a problem. I mean, unless you dig them up, right? If you step on them, I don't step on the dirt. I don't think it's going to hurt the bulbs, right? Probably not. But you know, any botanists out there, uh, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Higgins is just you know he's so sensitive. He is very. And this is where the first time he mentions he calls him Mag, or like he calls him to Higgins. He's like. Hey, the mag put me up for a few days. He's like, the mag. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Mike. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been working on my yeah, Higgins. And then, and then somehow, oh, the, so then Earl notices like the uh, embroidered emblem on. Oh yeah. On Higgins' coat or whatever shirt, I don't know what the hell he was wearing, but he's like, oh, do Laser. you know? Yeah, he's like, oh. Do you happen to know I – f- I forgot the guy's name that he says. Uh, I don't remember either. Whatever. So he's like, oh, do you know this guy? And he's like, he's like, yes, I know him. And he's like, apparently they were in the same platoon know, or branch something, of the military right? or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so now Higgins and this guy are – you know, they're like best buddies. They're exchanging stories and – you know, talking it up, and you know Higgins just takes him back to the house with them, and kind of leaves well, Magnum just yeah, standing there. Right, but before he takes him to the house, you know he's like, you know Higgins is like, well, do you know this guy? Oh yeah, I know this guy. Da 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 da. And he's like, well, did he ever mention me? He's like, no, I don't remember it. And he's talking. He's like, wait a minute, I know who you are now. You're a punky. Yeah. And uh, I got a clip of that because. Tom, I think Thomas Magnum, I think, loses his mind a little bit here. So hold on a second. Hey, wait a minute. I know who you are now. You're Punky. Punky? (laughs) (laughs) I say, Magnum, do you mind? Me? Of course not, Punky. And if you'll excuse us, come, Mr. Sabikas. We'll have breakfast on the patio. I so forgot you, when how I thought, high of a voice Tom Selleck gets in some of these parts of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What I thought was going to happen, though, is like when he's like, did he ever mention me? I thought it was going to lead into some Robin Masters thing, you know, where oh he like, you know, hinting towards something like that. But I think that was a missed no. opportunity. But no, Punky's just uh, as good. Yeah. It's just as good. Yeah. But yeah, so now Higgins is all happy because he's got someone to share stories with. Because they walk away, you can e- immediately hear him start to tell one of his stories or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're going on. Yep. And and uh, uh, so then now Magnum leaves, and he goes to like a records building because he's got a he's trying to track down the guy's son. Right, and right. Uh, <laughs> he's in a log line, and he has to leave like what three times to go pay the meter to. Yeah, which I don't there. understand. Can't you put? <laughs> I mean, couldn't you put enough money in to start with, or or is it just I running out? And I, I mean, maybe there's a limit. It, I don't know. Right, it might have only been an hour at a time. I don't know. Um, but he, you know, when he gets up to the line, he gets a he's uh, the girl at the counter gets a call from her boyfriend, and I think his name is Ray. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and she's like, "What?" And she starts crying. <laughs> Magnum's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. And she, then she's like, all mad, like, it's none of your business, basically. Because yeah. I think he gives her a handkerchief, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. She like grabs it from him, and she's all pissed. She's like real bitchy, but when this guy Ray calls, he calls the dumper. So then she's like all emotional. <laughs> but then when she gets off the phone, she's just bitchy again. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> who calls someone a dump at work? Uh, by the way, honey, I know you're in the middle of your job like yeah, taking right. people's names uh it's yeah. over <laughs> we're done yeah and and so 
at this point, I'm like, this is a very weird episode because <laughs> for, first of all, like the wrestling character is it's just weird, the, and the fact that how they got involved and just how that all worked out, how that all came together, and then I'm like, why it's just bizarre phone call happening right when Thomas gets, you know, up up there in line. It just it it just threw me off. It, it's not now, your typical Magnum PI episode. No, and it, it's almost like two different episodes together. And I, I don't know, I had to look cuz I was on the IMDb stuff just to look at, you know, obviously people's names and all that kind of stuff. But one of the trivia things that someone put down, this is the first time the character Miss Jones appears. And I wonder if that's the girl. Like, do you think he goes back to get records multiple times and that's oh, he could be. gets her? And that's kind of why they were playing it up, making it a big deal. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. I I'll like find some comfort in it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what? So she tells him, hey, fill this out, go here, then come back here, then go back over there, you know, because he wants to look up microfiche, right? Or something like that. Right, right. But he has to go, obviously, get out, go outside again and pay. And finally, he gets back to her again. And the guy calls her again at the same time. Yeah, right. When, just when he goes up there in line. Yeah. And he, he did get a name, but he also got a ticket because he was, took too long probably looking at his right. microfiche. Yeah, yeah, and um, so my, you know, my wife Cindy, her her next contribution to this episode is, <laughs> what is with those high waisted pleated shorts? Did you see when he came out of the courthouse? He had on like his shorts were like so short, and it, they, they like matched his shorts? top, and it looked like he was like in a little the... jumper. <laughs> that was the. I, the... Like the brown, like brownish, beigeish, tan, khaki yeah. colored thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually was trying to get a good snapshot of the outfit too, because I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Like later, I think of the next scene when he's still wearing it. Yeah, I'll it, tell you, I am not fashion conscious at all. I would never have noticed. Like if you if you came to my house wearing that today, I wouldn't even notice. But when she called it out, I'm like, "Oh my god, that looks so awkward." <laughs> I'm sure Cindy would notice if I walked to your house with that with that on. She'd probably be like, what "Yeah, the she hell would." Yeah, <laughs> 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 I might buy you that outfit, but no, that's okay. I don't. I don't know if you could find it. All right. Um, so now he goes back to his place. And he's telling Rick the story of the name he got and everything. But he's like, "How am I going to track this guy down?" You know, I have a name. Blah 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 blah. And like, you don't see Rick. You kind of see him. He's like, "Here." This is his address. And he's got the phone book. What, now, a PI wouldn't have thought of that. I don't know. It didn't right? seem <laughs> realistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know Magnum was he all doesn't like, have a computer. He's like, Magnum was like, oh, this is going to be pretty hard now to track him down. And, like, immediately finds his name. And I don't remember. So what maybe, was his name? Like, did he have even, like, a like Phil a Lewis. Name? Yeah. And now you're in Hawaii, so you're not going to have a lot of Lewises. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like if you were in some yeah. city, big city uh, in the mainland, Lewis might be harder to find. In Hawaii, it's probably not as hard to find. True. All right. Um, but now so then I Magnum think this goes is where to... it starts gets interesting. In my yeah, because Magnum goes to visit uh, Phil Lewis. And you know, he starts telling him, "Hey, you know, your your dad hired me to find you, and I found you." And he's like, "Dude, my dad's dead." He's like, Who? <laughs> "He's like, no." He's like, "Well, no. I mean, this this guy hired me. He's your dad. He's like your biological dad." He's like, "No, no, no. My the only father I have is is dead." And the guy's like, pretty much, pretty adamant about, like, "No, it's not. That's not my dad. This guy's messing with you." And then he says, he tells him, "Describe him." So he says, well, he's in his 50s, and I nearly fell out of my chair because <laughs> is, was he really in his 50s? Because <laughs> holy uh, crap, I'm in my what 50s. Year, what year was this show? It was 82? Uh, I don't know. It's season three. I don't know what. Uh, 
I don't want to hear I, that. I'm going to do some started. quick math here. Hold on a second. Some on the air. <laughs> some on the air math, which is everyone's favorite thing to do besides looking up stuff on the internet. Right. So 1982. He was 65. Yes. Okay. That feels better. So that feels better, yeah. Yeah. I know. But I thought the same he... thing, and I meant to look it up. I because I, you know, how I like to look up ages of people. Yeah. Like in his fifties, I'm like, holy <laughs> Jesus! All right. Well, wrestling feel takes better. a lot out of you. It does. Yeah, it does. It ages a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but so you know, getting he, hit he over the head with that a office. chair. Yeah, with a folding chair. He pretty much leaves the office and is like now questioning. Uh, what's his, uh, sorry, not Ernie. What's his name? Earl. Earl. He's questioning Earl, and, and like, is this guy really his dad, or is he shady? What's going on here? Yeah. Well, and don't forget too. In this part here, at one point, the secretary comes back with his his wallet. He's like, yeah, he's legit. You know, this is really who oh, Magnum right. is. Like, they're checking right. him out. And that's why Magnum gets really freaked out. He's like, what the hell is going on here? Because this guy's like an insurance guy, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And he tells him, like, he's like, you might be legit, Magnum, but, you know, whoever hired you right. is not. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, it started getting interesting. Again, I've totally forgotten about the beginning part of the episode. So I'm sorry, like, trying to, like, figure this out in my right. brain, my old brain. Um, and then. Then to make things even like more suspect, you know, we see Higgins take Ernie oh, uh, yeah. or Earl Earl to his bedroom, and he shuts the door, and then he opens his suitcase. The first thing he takes out is a like a pistol. So right. I'm like, yeah, Wipes this, it off. something's not right. Yeah, yeah, but that's all we see. Right. And then we cut to outside where Earl is like carrying TC around and spinning him around and like launches him over his shoulder. But TC lands on his feet, which is good. It was a sweet move. It yeah. You know? It's yeah. like he, because it, it didn't look like he was going to land on his feet, but he did. No. Yeah. So then. It's almost like you know, when you're little and your dad has you out in the backyard and he's like flipping you and your friends around and like, you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. It's like that guy had that much more strength than them. <laughs> and TC is know. not a little guy. TC no. is, he's built. He's a big dude. Right. Uh, but yeah, then Rick, but he you was know, like a Rick's baton. Turn. Right. And Rick's like, oh, no, 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 no. Now, here's the thing about this. I don't remember Rick being this much of kind of a wuss. Do you remember this from this show? No. It, and I don't know if it was just this episode, but it was like, it was like he was made of glass during this episode. <laughs> right. So he picks up Rick and spins him around and does that whole thing. And Rick lands on his feet. And then you see him and he's kind of like dizzy and he falls on his face. I'm like, what is going on? This guy is like, he's not in the mob, but he not, you know, it's like Ice Pick, right? The, the Ice Pick. All the, all the shady dudes from the island, right? And he's, I don't know, it's just because he's got the, like, the hard ass. Yeah, now I think. That's why I think it was just this episode. They were just kind of because it happened like five times in this episode. That, <laughs> I you know. know. So I think it was just exaggerated in this episode. But okay, we'll have to keep an we'll eye out. To... I don't recall. Right, exactly. Because I know the other episodes we did, he wasn't. No, right? Wait. Was he? Was he afraid Not, of the ghost? Yeah, no. Uh, no. That one episode. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so what do we happens here? So then, oh, this is when Magnum pulls up and Higgins is out there, and he's like, "Hey, did you find the guy?" He's like, "Yeah," and that's when they start talking. He's like, "Magnum's like something's up, you know. I don't know if Earl's actually Earl, if he's even looking for his son. He's like, you know, he didn't even want to talk to him necessarily. He just wanted to see him. He's like something's fishy. Um, actually, I got a clip of it here, so he might be able to explain a little better than me. His son just told me." that he wasn't his son, and he got real suspicious, even ran a make on my license. Quite commendable, actually. So uh, now you're questioning Earl's motives? I'm questioning if Earl is really Earl. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time a client wasn't straight with me. 
And if Earl really is Earl, is he really looking for his son, or is he just having me set somebody up? Magnum. Now, come to think of it, wait a minute. I remember Earl saying he didn't even have to meet his son. Just see him. Magnum, even for you, I find this attitude quite callous, possibly even paranoid. I think it's really kind of on Earl's sides already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they bonded, so. Yeah, I guess so. But I and mean, then, I think so that, Higgins, or I mean, sorry, Magnum has legit concerns at this point, right? I'd be the yeah, same. Yeah, I agree. It's a, I mean, you got to at least ask him, right? So that's what he goes to do. He just kind of talks to him and is like, "Hey, dude, I'm not telling you anything until I get some answers out of you." And he's he's not willing to talk. He's like, "I," he's like, "I, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you. And just take me, you know, just show me my son or whatever." And then Magnum's like, "No, you know, I can't do it." So. Earl goes like kind of <laughs> crazy on him and like he like tries to choke him out and then right what I, I thought was I was thought was funny was that you know TC comes running up and he just kind of stiff arms him and knocks him down <laughs> and then Rick like Rick sets himself up he like bends over leans his jaw forward and asks the guy a question <laughs> he's like what are you doing and he just like gives him a hook and like knocks him out. And he and, uh, knocks him out and then, like, launches him over his back. I mean, it was actually oh, yeah. a good move again. So, but yeah, anytime does, like, Rick oh, is involved, like, people bump into Rick in this episode and he gets, he goes, you know, gets knocked out. But Oh, and um, speaking of Rick in this part, did you know, notice how far down his shirt was open the whole episode? Oh, no, like, I didn't. It was, like, it was like the button above a belly button and that was it. Like, everything else is just wide open. Wow. It was great. Yeah. You should be able to take a punch if you're going to wear your shirt like that, you know? Right. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. But sometimes you just need to look the part and scare the people away so they don't try to punch you. That's true. So then uh, uh, he lets Magnum go, and Magnum's like, you're fired. He's like, I quit. (laughs) I don't know what he would quit. That doesn't really make sense. But he just leaves, right? Oh, wait. He's yeah, like, he tell him I'm still alive, out. and I tried. And um, yeah. Rick is out cold, like totally out cold. And But then the, hey, Earl, when he leaves, he does walk past Higgins. He's like, hey, goodbye. I'm leaving. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, he said, nobody trusts nobody anymore. He's like, nobody knows how to be a friend. And then he just walks out of the estate, which I guess Higgins was like right at the gate. And yeah. did you notice when he walked out? There's a car well, just sitting I did. right I there. I don't know how he didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a car sitting right there, and the kid who was his son was in it, right? That's who it was. Right. Yeah. Like, literally walked it, like, right literally, by. Like, literally. I mean. Like, imagine you're on a driveway that's like a mile <laughs> long, and you walk down to the end of it, and there's a car. <laughs> you're going to notice that. Right. And you're definitely going right. to notice that someone's in it. Not to, like maybe right. if it's just parked, you'd be like, "Oh, there's just a parked car on the side of the road for some reason." Yeah. Uh, but there's someone sitting in the driver's seat, just like, basically literally watching like you four walk feet away. away from him. Yeah, yeah. But but um, you know he had he was preoccupied, so I could see maybe he'd I, miss that. But I guess so. Okay, so what happens then, next? So what happens next? Uh, so. Oh, Higgins comes into Magnum's place where Rick is laid on the couch. And uh, Higgins kind of rips on him a little bit here. Hold on. <laughs> a little quick quote. How is our pugilist doing? He obviously has what you Yanks call a glass jaw. Glass jaw. This boy's jaw is pure crystal. One punch and he's out like a light. Why wouldn't Earl level with me? The man's trying to hire some. You did the right thing, but not tell him about his son. You did the right thing, Thomas. Perhaps. So, um, yeah, so he says he's got a... Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I was going to say, did you notice <laughs> something? And I already forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, in this episode, like, like early on in the episode, because something happened, and I think it was after the first fight, right? Like, I noticed, like, part of the episode, like, Rick has this, like, red mark in his face. I'm like, is that, like, a birthmark? Did he always have that? And then it, like, gets, like, no, bigger. I think, 
and bigger. It was from he getting keeps hit, getting, right? Yeah, exactly. That because he, yeah. he keeps getting punched. Like at the end of the episode is like, <laughs> isn't it like his whole face like all swollen? Basically, it's like Jay Leno's jaw. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> my uh, so I have in my notes that a couple of guys are following them. Well, before that's Magna. so that's that's first though something else uh, that, happens okay. here. Because first, what you know, they're all they're just talking about Rick and making fun of him, and all of a sudden Rick just bolts upright. He's like, "I know who Earl is." And they're oh, like, that's what? right. He's like, he, he's like, he was a boxer. He wouldn't take a dive. I should have recognized the name, uh, but it's not his name. He's used a different name. He's like, so they cr- killed Earl's manager, and then uh, Earl off the boss in the barbershop. So. We're letting us know that Earl was the one who's we saw kill that mob guy, and then he disappeared right. because there's a lifetime contract on his head. Right, right. And that's when I'm like, "Holy shit! I forgot all about that at the beginning of the episode." But it's almost like that was okay, like that he did that. You know what I mean? Well, no, right. But I meant I just meant that like putting it together who this guy really is. Like, no, but, right, but if I had been paying attention, I would have been able to figure that out <laughs> to see who that guy is. Right? No, away. but I, I, I mean, like, it, it didn't seem like anyone held that against him at all. Well, no, because the guy was, I mean, he was, what they were trying to make him take a dive, and they killed his manager. So he basically killed this guy because he killed his manager. What you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess an I eye for an eye. That whole backstory. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm cool. Yeah, because at the beginning of I'm it, they talk about that some, guy's Yeah, they talk about some guy, you know, fighting and either taking a dive or not. And I think that's what they were talking about. And so, yeah, he okay. killed his manager because he wouldn't do it. Got it. But yeah, now we get to the airport where some. Well, first we see some goons getting picked up in a car. Um, and I didn't. Again, I don't know. Maybe your wife noticed this. I didn't notice who the person was driving the car. I should have noticed it, but I didn't notice it till later. Did you I don't know? know? We'll get to that. All right. Um, so anyway, we see the. We don't know, but it's obvious that these guys are two hired goons from the mob. <laughs> you know, it's these two white dudes in suits coming off the airplane with all they have is like one suitcase that probably has like a gun that's like taken apart in it. <laughs> <laughs> a Tommy gun, yeah. Yeah, a Tommy gun. They're just gonna hang out the window. At first, I thought those guys were twins. Like they looked the same. (laughs) They did look a lot alike. Yeah, they certainly did not look Italian. I'll tell you that right now. But maybe they (laughs) wanted. (laughs) Maybe they wanted them to look more like tourists. So yeah. No. So now Magnum is getting tailed as he's driving through, and he because he notices that there's a rental car, and um, somehow wait. So he knows he's being tailed. And he goes to the and I say he goes to the office and the lady who picked him up is the one tailing him. I thought oh, I thought that, but it's not. So the, basically, this is where he figures out the person who picked them up at the airport is the secretary of the kid who's Earl's kid. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, no. <laughs> so Phil, right, but... the kid Earl's kid that he went to go see. Remember the right. secretary. Gave him his license, said, yeah, he's legit. I ran his license and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's who picks up the two goons at the airport. Oh, okay. So he figures, somehow he figures it out. He's like, she's working for the mob. They probably got a a hold of her, know who the kid is, figuring that Earl's going to probably try to find him. So get, you know, hires her to watch for him and let him know if he's there. Right, right. And so yeah. he goes and does, Magnum goes to the office and accuses her. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he tells Phil, he's like, hey, go look out the window. You'll see the two guys out there right away. And you can see the two guys just like being very obviously standing out there, like packing heat, just waiting for Magnum to come out or Phil to come out right. or anyone to come out. And she like kind of takes off. And... Phil's like, you're just going to let her get away? He's like, no. So she runs down the stairs, and Rick and TC are waiting outside. They're like, yeah, we're here from Miami. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. Yeah, so they pretend like they're part of the mob people, too. Yeah. Obviously, they're yeah. not. 
Right. Right. And then, um, so at that point, the, I mean, the jig is pretty much up, right? I mean, they they know. Magnum figured out who's behind who's behind the mob connection, and then, meanwhile, uh, Earl is going back to the airport like he's going to leave, right? Well, before that, remember they're at the the wrestling match. Do you forget about that part? Remind me. I, yeah, I don't remember that part. <laughs> you don't have that part in your notes. So, <laughs> Mag, you see Magnum go to the where the wrestling match is going to be, and he's just like walking in there, and the two guys are following him. Um, he goes. Uh, so, uh, oh, so okay. I'm sorry. First, Magnum figures out he wa- he wants to get them to meet. He knows that why he did this guy and all this, you know, did this stuff and all that. Why he ran away. And Phil tells him like they were supposed to go to a ball game, and he just disappeared. And but his mom filled him in before she died. Hey, your dad, you know, got a mob hit on him. That's why he disappeared. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. But he doesn't want like Magnum. Like he wants to get them together, but he's like, no. If we do, he's gonna get killed. So he doesn't want him to get killed. But then we go to the the match, and we like Magnum walks in, goes like in the back door, and those guys are following him. And he goes in a room, and I thought they were just going to follow him in there, but they don't. And then he comes out, and they're just like hiding around the corner, and they go in that room thinking that's where Earl is. And as they walk in, <laughs> as they walk in, the lady is there, the secretary, and she's like, he's in there. And then you see a guy dressed up like Mr. White Death, and it's actually TC in the outfit. That's and right. uh and then Rick jumps out of a shower stall, and he immediately gets knocked out by the guy. With the, he's like, <laughs> he like pistol whips him, and he goes down like a ton of bricks. But then Magnum shows up behind him with a gun and says, hey, put your hands up. And right, that's pretty right. much it. And at this point, I'm like, yeah. Rick has been knocked out like four times in this episode. He's got to have some sort of brain damage at this point already, just from this exactly. episode overall. Yeah. And I... I guess that whole scene, I was thinking, like, it didn't add a lot of value to me, I thought, you know? Well, they had to get the goons. They had to get them off of him so he can get out of town, I think. That's the whole point. Yeah, Yeah, it was just too much commotion going on there. Because they couldn't follow him up to the air. Because they probably didn't want him to follow. I mean, they don't explain it, but I'm guessing they didn't want to follow him to. uh, Sorry. They didn't want the two guys to follow him to the airport because they'd know where he's going. This way he can just go get on an airplane. Because, you know, this is 82. You don't need to give a real name when you get on an airplane or anything. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, Here's uh, $500. Where could I go? You know, it's like taking a Greyhound. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Not too many places you can go back then from Hawaii either if you're going to the mainland. But But then, um, Um, then, yeah, now we're at the airport. Now we're at the airport and... uh, Earl's, you know, getting ready to board his flight. And um, then who shows up? Thomas and Phil. And, well, he sees Thomas first, right? And he's like, Thomas, come here, come here. And then Phil comes walking up next to him, and then he's like, then he gets it, you know? He's like, shit, you're uh, the guy I saw at the end of the driveway. (laughs) Yeah, right. Could have saved me a lot of time if you just told me then. (laughs) But... Then they yeah. have their moment. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really remember nothing. Remember what they said? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Basically, yeah. he's like, uh, you know, he wants Phil to go with him. He's like, I can't, you know, because I guess these people are still oh, following yeah, right. Phil around. You know, he's like, I'll write you. He's like, you can't. He's like, because they'll track you down. Then, I don't. Right. I don't know. I mean. Again, 82, you could probably send a postcard from anywhere without a, a return address, and it would still get there. It wouldn't be any problem. Yeah, um, sure. But he's like, hey, maybe someday, you know, we'll make that ball game, you know, or something like that. Right. Um, and he said, I don't think so. <laughs> I think so. That, that's what I wrote down. At least. Oh, no, I think I said, I don't think so. Not uh, him. I was going to say, like, hate to burst your bubble, Dad. But... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then we go back to the estate, right? Right, Do you remember right. the, the ending part? What happened here? Oh yeah, this is where uh, Rick's face is like, like a, a pile of clay. Yeah. 
Like, he can't even talk. It's so bad. No, but yeah, this is where, uh, once again, Magnum uh, coerces Higgins to give him some stuff. He's like, okay, Punky. He's like, you know, oh, yeah. basically, do whatever say they get. He's like, all right, well, you give me the tennis courts for two weeks and a hot tub and the big screen TV. No. He's like, starts to go yell Punky, you know, because Rick and TC right. are there, and he gives in. Yeah. And, um... A lot, of, what, a lot of negotiating oh. happens in over the episodes of Magnum PI for right what what Magnum gets access to, right exactly. Which is kind of you know it's kind of cool because he's like so he's sort of freeloading as it is, but then he right. you know manipulates his way into getting other things so even it's, more. It's like a parent I mean, it's, it, child. Yeah, I mean, you would think it'd be enough to have be on that nice estate on the ocean, as well as driving, driving a Ferrari, a Ferrari. around. <laughs> yeah. And you right. you know you have to pay for your food, but you don't have to pay room and board, or you don't have to pay for the room. All right. And I think who says it? Someone says so, or does he say it? Or a voiceover that you know that you know one day someone's going to get Earl, and Magnum's like not going to be today though, or something like that. Because then he looks up. I think it's Higgins. Because then he looks up on the air. There's an airplane flying over, which I don't think is the same airplane. Because I think it would have been gone by now. It was but, symbolic. But... Right. It was. And that's the end of the episode. So yeah. I, I think, like you were saying, it was a weird episode, but it did turn itself around. I think at the end, uh, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a, like a goofy type of episode, right? You know, and I think a lot least, of them, at least they, halfway through it, you know. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of Magnum episodes that were kind of had goofy moments in them, you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit, so it's not too super serious. Yeah. Um, right. And this one definitely did with uh, Ernest Borgnine being. Well, just being him, really. Just, be being, yeah, him. just being in it, right? <laughs> yeah. He just lightens the mood the way it is, the way his eyes get so big when he talks, and he's exactly. like, you know, he's very boisterous. It's, I don't know. He's a cool guy. Right. It would have been nice to meet him. But, yeah, he lived to be 95 yeah. or something like that. He's, Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So overall, I think it's worth it. I think it was a good episode. You know, like I said, a little different, a little weird in some spots, but I think it yep. was uh I think it was a good one. But yeah, as soon as I saw that yeah. he was in it, I'm like, I think this is the one we have to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Not not your traditional Magnum PI, but a good episode and um yeah, definitely definitely worth the watch. I didn't know he did voices on SpongeBob. I was just looking up his thing. I did. I, I he was either. Mermaid Mermaid Man. I don't don't really watch it, but he was working up until like 2012, though. Not bad. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, good episode. Pick to click episode or wait episode eight of season three, right? Mister yes. White Death. Yep. Mister White Death. Uh, I don't know what you did. I ended up having to go through Amazon to watch it. I did too, so just for convenience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had trouble yeah. finding it otherwise in other modes. Yeah. I didn't try like, to you know, you can get it. Just... Yeah, <laughs> you can get it for like a dollar nine. There's also some other subscription service that had it, but I never heard of it before, like Fubo, I don't know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like yeah. $65. Like, hey, you can get it free for 14 days. Then we're going to charge you 16, $69 every month <laughs> until you tell us to stop. You know, <laughs> something Jesus, like that. That's and you know you're going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what other channels are a part of that service that I never heard of before, but it didn't seem worth it. For yeah, for this, I, I mean. All right, yeah. So check it out. I think we kind of know what we want to do next time, but I don't want to say it yet because we haven't attempted to look for it yet. <laughs> we should probably make sure we yeah, can find yeah. it pretty easily. We'll make sure we can. Get, I think, we can find it. It'll be a good one though. I think we can. I think we should be able to find it, um, but it's a little bit older, so it might be a little harder. So we'll. We'll we'll let we'll you know see. soon, yeah. But in the meantime, check out all It was popular, so I, I think I think yeah. it's got to be available, right? Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out like our, uh, uh, we just did uh, Charlie's Angels, where they go uh, track down potential UFOs, basically, which was kind of a goofy but a fun episode too. I thought exactly another another non traditional episode, but yeah, but I think it, it was fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. I used to watch this with the number two in the middle, right? Instagram, I used to watch this. 
I used to watch this.com. We're all over the place. You can find us. You can't, you can't miss us. No, you can't miss us. All right. So for this episode of I Used to Watch This, I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedThe2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.